Adam 12. Adam 12. Cop Talk America's on the air. Copy. Put me 10-6. I'm tuning into Cop Talk America. Welcome to Cop Talk America, where police discuss the job, answer questions, and respond to law enforcement hot topics around our great nation. With over 100 years combined law enforcement experience, here's your host. Welcome back to another episode of Cop Talk America. I'm Chad. Uh, joined today, I got Dave and Jarvis. Jerome, which one do you want to go by today? Jerome or Jarvis? Don't matter. Don't care. And we got Jeff. Um, first one we're going to talk about today is, you know what, after starting doing these these podcasts, I just, after I was asked to do these, I hate looking at the news anymore because I had turned the news off for a long time. And now you're making me read these articles and do these things that just, just make you angry anyway. So the first article we're talking about today, we got uh, U.S. Representative Bobby Rush at a press conference calls the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police, um, the sworn enemy of black people. And he says it twice. Um, we're going to start off the episode today. We'll show you uh, this. You can uh, join us on our YouTube and watch the video, which we will play for you now. Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox has taken a lot of heat since her office dropped charges against Jesse Smollett. Today, a public show of support for Fox and Rainbow Push. CBS 2's Lauren Victory reports Fox's supporters accused the police union of racism and embracing white nationalism. The FOP is the sworn enemy of black people. The sworn enemy. Fiery allegations in the already controversial saga ignited by actor Jussie Smollett nine and a half weeks ago. Today, Congressman Bobby Rush Keep Kim Fox. was among supporters of Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. She's under fire after her office recently dropped all charges against Smollett. Investigators are adamant the actor lied about being the victim of a homophobic and racist attack downtown, wasting tens of thousands of dollars in police overtime. Members of the Fraternal Order of Police are demanding Fox resign. Here's what an all-white group of officers said about the state's attorney's decision-making yesterday. And what she's doing is she's enabling the offenders. The bad guys are not being held accountable. And they want to keep African Americans in total disarray. The FOP not only calls those statements inflammatory and untrue, but President Kevin Graham also told CBS2 over the phone that Rush and others, quote unquote, should be ashamed. He's demanding an apology. Back at Rainbow Push, I have never, will never speak ill of our partners in this work. Fox promised to remain professional in her relationship with men and women in blue. Then she turned to another rumor swirling that white nationalists were among protesters calling for her to quit earlier in the week. The notion that in a conversation about criminal justice and a conversation that is affects all of us, all communities, that the injection of white nationalists in this conversation for me, I will tell you personally, I was afraid. Lauren Victory, CBS 2 News. The FOP tells us they were not aware of any white nationalists at their demonstration. Wow, that's pretty unbelievable and surrounded by all kinds of uh, dignitaries. Obviously, uh, the legend of Jussie Smollett will not stop. 
So here we have Jesse Smollett and, of course, Kim Fox letting him go for whatever reason, giving him a huge dose of white privilege and letting him out without any charges whatsoever, which has caused absolute outrage with everybody. And then you've got U.S. representatives uh, chiming in here that uh, refer to the FOP as the sworn enemy of black people because the the Fraternal Order Police actually joined in some protests outside of Kim Fox's office calling for her resignation. And she was joined by other people. I don't know how many people end up being at this demonstration. Um, but, of course, then they come to say that there were white nationalists and everything else that had shown up at this protest, which so far there has been absolutely no evidence of that whatsoever. But that seems to be the narrative of the day. Get upset at somebody and just start calling them racist and white nationalists and then, then get out. And, uh, and so it take all the heat off of you by just calling everybody else racist. You know, this is nothing new, and just doing research and, and knowing a little bit about history, um, we were warned about this over 100 years ago and what we're seeing. When I think of Bobby Rush, I think of so many of the politicians today, these activists, and I want to sum this up in the w- words of uh, Booker T. Washington from 1911. Washington? How do you spell that? Washington. Is there an Washington? There? It depends on where you're raised. Is it Washington or Washington? Washington? Wash. Is it pre- you say President wash, George Washington wash. or George Washington? Anyway, in in the uh, go right ahead. I'm trying to say Washington. something serious, and and you're going you're going to get you me on my, say phenom- serious, you know, on, on my on uh, my pronunciation of words. Yeah, seriously, it's Washington. Yeah, Washington. All right. Will we'll you with- all stop before he forgets? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think he already did. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, Bobby Rush. About guy. Bobby Rush. How much he loves the police. But, and, and on, on a serious note, for at least thirty seconds here, I'm gonna re- And then once again, this was wrote in 1911 by. Uh, Booker T. So keep that in mind on some of these words. But uh, he he warned us, uh, there is another class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles, the wrongs and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into settled habit of advertising their wrongs, partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. I can't think of a better way to describe so many of the problems that we're dealing with in law enforcement when it comes to race issues and so much of the crap that you hear out of guys like this Bobby Rush and uh, so many other ones. And, you know, this this isn't a, a new idea. This isn't a new concept. It's over 100 years ago that we have somebody that is respected in our history that saw this type of thing coming and could see where the abuse is going to come from. And uh, it is certainly come to fruition. There's no doubt about that. But how somebody performs a racial hoax that turns into all these representatives now slamming the police department. I mean, it's just how, how can you make that turn? How can you make they did a great case, you got this total hoax, and now it has somehow got turned into a bunch of racist police? Well, because we can do the nothing to see here. Because when she dropped the charges, then it's automatically assumed, well, then there was no case. So the police did something wrong. That's the only reason they would drop the case. And then all the people that are standing here with this congressman they all make their money based on, I got to keep the population against one another. I mean, and that's what basically is going on in this country. We have to keep the division for one reason, one reason only, money. I make my money doing this. This is how things get done as quickly as we can. What the? Get a hold of yourself. I have friends. 
Everybody you know is right here at the table. I'm sorry, I have friends. <laughs> Tell no, them to call no, back later. Doubtful. That was my mom. But so we, we Chad, have are you doing people, that podcast again? <laughs> we have these people who are standing here with her, and then you know they sit there and they talk about whether it was a white nationalist or there were white nationalists that showed up. You have all this press that was there. None of them happened to capture these people on film, so you could sit here and say they're right here. And then you have this congressman sitting here saying, well, the FOP has stated publicly that they are they, they have no problem with black people being shot on the street by a police officer. And I'm like, just the mere fact that a politician, and, and I realize politicians are held to a lower standard than everybody else, they can say anything they want. They never get asked to back up what they're saying. And if they do lie or say something, There'll still be people who sit here and say, yeah, but he's supporting me. And I'm like, how is he supporting you? What is he doing for you? And when you start to ask people serious questions and then they sit there and the party of diversity and the party that wants to have all this inclusion is the party that's sitting here telling everybody, as long as you do exactly what we say, if you don't, well, then we have to riot against you and we have to call you names and we have to do these other things. You don't see the FOP calling any names or making any statements about this guy or, in, or an insulting his integrity, should he have any. Uh, the chief of police was very clear when he came out and made his statements. Now, is he a racist? You know, because they'll just say, you know, and I hate to even use this word, but, you know, they'll Uncle Tom him. Well, you know, he's just doing it because the man's got him by the, you know what, and they're making him say what they want him to say in order to keep his job and do all the rest of this stuff. There's just no integrity left with the opposition when they make these kind of claims. It's actually kind of a shame we even talk about them because it shouldn't come to that level where we give them any credence. But if you ignore it, it gets worse. And this country is getting worse because of all these things that are being said. No one has to back up anything they say. I'll be happy to back up what I'm talking about. And why anymore do you just have to take sides based on race? It's the platform of the left or the Democratic Party. It has been for years. It initially, I think, was was very uh, uh, definitely worthwhile. In back, you go 50, 60 years ago, it's a very noble cause, but it was also a very successful cause to empower the Democratic Party. And there was a lot of changes in this country that needed to be made, and, and they've been made. And I honestly don't think probably most people, if you were to go back to the 1950s and 60s, you know, the real civil rights uh, leaders like uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and, and, and those folks, I don't think any of them probably ever dreamed that within a generation that most institutional racism or all institutional racism, most racism in general, other than individuals, uh, is going to be eliminated from this country. We're not going to have restaurants that says white only. We're not going to have movie theaters that says colored entrance in the back or anything like that. It was eliminated practically overnight. Well, someday if we ever get a black president, it'll be completely eliminated, right? That'll happen one of yeah, these days. Yeah, some, someday. And, and now we fast forward to today, and there is a huge industry that is, is this their platform when it comes to this political this side of the, the political aisle, it's the, the big part of their platform. It's a big part of their talking points. And when you really don't have any uh, major problem when it comes to race, in my opinion, in this country right now, let's try to create one. And we've created one, all right. You have a major problem in the inner city, whether it's whether through uh, entitlements and welfare and some of the political policies that we've had in the last few decades, 
has caused uh, just an infested area of crime and a lot of problems. And unfortunately, a lot of those people that are getting arrested and going to prison and are getting into fights with the police are black. They don't ad- address the fact that, well, this guy's in prison because he robbed a place. This guy got shot by the police because he had a gun. No, well, look at the disproportionate numbers because they're black. So they twist the statistics. They twist it around. Well, the statistics aren't even close. We we are the sworn enemy. I right. mean, I mean, it's just but it, I'm it, saying it, is, it is so absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe it even got media time. Well, and that's the problem. They knew it's going to cause. I mean, here we are talking about how. But ridiculous the left twists this, this around, so they twist. They don't have the smoking gun anymore. You don't. But have how the, do you even twist the, that? How can you even say? I mean, this, oh, that's it's got to so be the police department. Mind-boggling. Department's but the, gentlemen, as remember now, as was stated earlier, it's the mighty green that rules everything. That's what all of this is about. I don't even think it's the mighty Money green. It's, it's, oh I, no, it's, it's, it's the I green. I can get on I TV. Agree, no, with, with these statements, I can be on TV and I can be, have my face nationally again. And what's going right the to end? And in him. the end, what's going to happen? Somebody is going to pay him. A set amount of money to come to their school, to come to their banquet, to come someplace to lecture, give a speech. It's all wound down to the mighty green. Nobody does anything in this country for anything other than the mighty green. And the reason for attempting to stifle one side. So if you want to say that it's one-sided, I will agree with you. If a conservative goes to a college campus... He has to have extra security and all the rest of that stuff because the other side, which has been made by the politicians, sits here and says, we cannot allow them to speak. They're so bad. They're so demonic. We must stop their speech. So we attack them. But again, why are we doing that? Because by me having you do that, if I'm staying in the background, I make more money because you're going to buy into my rhetoric and it's to get the people that we want into power positions in Congress and other places. If you look at the swing of the country, just in my lifetime, the things, you know, when I grew up, your dad wore a hat, long sleeve shirt, a tie, wore a suit going to work, and he worked certain hours and he came home. There was a mom, there was a dad, there was the kids at home. You don't see that very often anymore in this country. That's not the norm. Now you have all kinds of different things. And remember, they're getting a two for or three for how many furs out of this with their alphabet soup, the LBG, EIEIO thing. Because if you don't like what's going on with Smollett because, well, it's not because he's black. It was because he was gay. Now, I still don't know how you know a guy's gay when you walk up to him on the street. Unless he's wearing a sign that says, hi, I'm gay. I don't get it. I, I, the whole thing, and that was facetious, but the whole thing is just silliness. Like I said before, we talked about this the first go around. The mere fact of him making this allegation in the middle of a frigid winter in Chicago, where somehow he found two Republicans wearing MAGA hats. Yes, it, but, but that's just it. It is so ridiculous. But now he's still being defended because people are just taking, tie, taking sides based on race, period. You won't see normal people but, do that, white, black, or whatever they are, because they have jobs. But they how do they? But, but the reaction is constant on the left. Their only response is they're racist. I want to build a wall because you're racist. Yeah, and Everything's as I said, racist. if it's one side, now yes, I agree. You know, it's not the hundreds of thousands of dollars they spend or whatever they spend on on the whole process or the the arrest investigation of, of Jesse Smollett and and the absolute, I mean, just injustice that happened in this case whatsoever. It's just because you're racist. 
And at some point, you might actually have to start answering the questions. No one will ask a question if you just claim you're racist. That will shut you down because you don't want to have to defend yourself. Instead of just looking at him and go, no, I'm not. You're an idiot. Prove to me you're not. Because when the person makes those comments, just like this congressman, when he said these things, the person talking needs to look in the mirror. If he wants to find a racist, he has one. He's with him 24 hours a day. And like I said, to call, I think uh, I looked up the numbers earlier today, homicides in Chicago, and out of the hundreds of them, I believe it was three from a year ago, whenever the last numbers came in, within the last few days, anyway, it's 314 young black males have been killed, murdered in the, in the city of Chicago. So what percentage do you think of that were killed by other young black males? Probably 90 plus percent. Oh, the vast majority, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> the rest were killed by police officers. But we are the but we but we are the sworn enemies. And I didn't see a police shooting since like February. That was when the three hundred and something were killed. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll have All you believe that. So, yeah. thanks, Jerome. <laughs> but the, but 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 the message this and the problem is because now this is going to be this is probably going through colleges. I mean, we got this we got this other story out of out of Massachusetts about the the kids protesting just police presence on on campus. But I mean, this just fuels these kids that have no idea. They've got no life experience. Um, but they read these stories, and this is this is how they become this insane, which we'll talk about later. Anyway, they get all these ideas, and they and they and they hear this shit, and they, and they believe it, and, and that's all they're taught. That's all they hear. Police are bad, and now now you have a U.S. representative saying we are the sworn enemy of black. I mean, this is horrible. This is this is absolutely, and you can get away with it. Yes, you can, because remember, he's one of the few. You have few that runs. The many. And this is what he's using. He knows that if he comes out and he says his part right now and he gets his part going, then you're going to have a few more that's going to fall in and follow him. Because right now, to go against the police is the thing to do. But why is it? But it's not okay. Why is it? could, Could a white representative come out and say black people are the enemy of the police? What would happen? Depends it, on what his position was. No, you, I don't care. It doesn't matter what the position yes, was. You it, would, you would take that one statement, in even if it was a whole paragraph uh, that he said, they're going to take that one thing out and you're gone. No, depending Everybody's on... Everybody's going to condemn it. You're going to come Depending on where he's at right now. If he's one of the ones that's on the bandwagon about all the uh, police officers do is go around and shoot unarmed black men, yes, he could come out and say that. And he'd be in the same spot that uh, Ross is in right now. See, I'll give you what I consider a better example, though. The former president of the United States, Barack Obama, comes out and sits there and says. Oh, there was a black, Dave, there was a black president. I forgot about that. The party needs to stop being so ignorant, stop being so polarizing, because they're forming a circular fire squad, firing squad, and they're just going to destroy themselves. The problem with that is, as I said last week, while the Republicans are sitting back and saying, well, this is good, it's going to work out for us, it's bad for the country. It's bad that we're having these conversations. It's bad that we're having these kids that are in an impressionable age in high school and colleges, and this is what they're being subjected to and told this is the way to think. How do you stop that? Okay, you might win the election. You might win the next couple of elections. Those kids are still being raised to think a certain way now. 
that will be with them for years to come. When I think back to who I was when I was 20 versus who I am now, like I said again last week, I used to be a Democrat. The party left me. I didn't leave it. It's, it's getting to be really a shame what's going on in this country. But I don't believe, I think the vast majority of the people here in the Midwest, they don't buy into any of this crap. I but agree with Jarvis. So it's, it's about money. It's about power. Yep. And I'm going back, you know, this is nothing new. Um, I finally found the quote here. It took me a while to find it. But when oh, Lyndon, no. I hope yeah, his another, last name is not Washington. <laughs> another quote. This one's from Lyndon Johnson. I'd heard it before. I just want to make sure I didn't misquote it. But um, when they signed the Civil Rights uh, Bill, he said, we've won the black vote for a generation. I don't think he used the word black, though. Um, it's the platform. It's the platform that the Democratic Party uses, and whether it looks ridiculous to anybody on the outside looking or not, they don't deviate from the platform. And right now, since we don't have, as I was saying earlier, we don't have these examples of racism in our society like we used to have 50 or 60 years ago, they've got to create that. They've got to create this illusion that we have crazed Ku Klux Klan police officers running around executing black people for no reason. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Right, wrong, or indifferent. They have got to try to create that illusion, and, and the media is, is right on their side with it because the media has got the same ideology of the left. It's, they're all the same think tank. No one disagrees with anybody. They're all out of academia. They're out of the colleges, as we've already talked, how they're polluting young people's minds, and they're all thinking the same way. The politicians, the media, the left-wing propaganda, the professors, and then all of a sudden you have somebody that disagrees with them and says, well, you know, I, I kind of like Donald Trump or something, and they flip their wig, and they, they, they can't handle anybody who doesn't agree with them. It's all on the same, they're all, they all think the same way. And even if it's clearly wrong, even if it clearly makes no sense, no logical sense, it doesn't matter. They're going to stick to the platform, they're going to stick to the narrative, they're, going, they're not going to change well, their talking point. And something you said before we got on the air, there's almost a thing now of being a victim. There's a You want to be the victim. It's You want to be able to claim why you have all these problems and someone else should come take care of this. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know why we're having these issues. I mean, is it because parents won't let their kids go out and make a mistake? Uh, when I was at work Paul, today, actually, I'm sitting here. Partially true. Yeah. And I, when I was working today and I'm driving by and I see this woman getting on her bike, she's in her probably early 20s, and she's wearing more gear than I would own to do a SWAT raid. And she's getting on a bicycle to ride. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God, where are you going? This is straight flat ground and she's riding along. And I'm like, we have become afraid of a bicycle. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and and I think we also need to put our perspective out there too. Is kind of the point of the show is 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 what things like this do to us, to to the police officers working the street. I mean, people don't realize how how bad it is out there. It's I mean it's like we've never seen before. Um, you see article after article um, of, of departments cannot hire at all. I mean they just they're leaving everywhere in droves. Um, the department I work for, we're, we're so far behind and we cannot get applicants and it's a very well-paying job. It pays better than most, uh, jobs of kids coming out of college. And I don't know, I call it the Obama effect. I mean, everything has been so bad since, I mean, once the U S administration turned on police officers, 
um, and made us the enemy of, of everything, every shooting, put this in the spotlight right now. I mean, the amount of disrespect and, and disrespects, even, even the low end of it, the, the violence, you know, the, the deaths, the murders. What this does to affect us when, when you have more of this rhetoric going on TV, calling, now calling us, you know, the enemy of the blacks. We get officers killed over this stuff. Um, there is no respect anymore. There's a reason. We get kids all the time. They're on this for a couple months. They'll do the FTO program. They're like, I can't do this shit for 30 years, and I can't blame them. And, and they're turning around and leaving. And people have to understand, this is, this is the tip of the iceberg right now. I mean, I personally feel within 10 years, 15 years, you're going to see a whole new gamut of, of, of policing out there, if, if there is any at all whatsoever. I mean, I, I guess you can just take the city of Chicago alone, seeing what happens when the police stop policing. And that's going to happen all over. And when we can't even staff to do, and it's things like this that are, are, are damaging us. And, and I, and most of the country. So, but that gets us. into a larger conversation. Oh, it's a huge conversation, of, but, but you know, you got why police administrations do the way they do. Why do city administrations react the way they react? Why do the state administrations and the lone officer who's out there thinking, when you first start the job, you think they got my back. These kids now, I mean, and just in talking to them, going out, training with them and stuff, I cannot believe how many of them just sit. That's the first thing that goes through their head is there's nobody on my side because this is what dominates the news media. When, when I go on the next call and there's a 14-year-old kid sitting up there and now he's just thinking that I am this, his sworn enemy yep. going on this call, I mean, that's... That's dangerous. And, and what does that do for anybody, for crying out loud? Man, that's why I said when you got these kids going to these college campuses and they're getting told this rhetoric as if it's fact, and they're growing up. And these are the people who are supposed to be the next middle class, which runs the country, and they're thinking, well, the police are the bad guys. And I'm like, no. Uh, Have you seen a lot of college kids lately trying to run? The, they can't run a one-car funeral to the cemetery. It's, it's scary where we're going to be in 20 or 30 years. But again, and that's why I said it's a larger question because then we go back into parenting and, you know, we don't, we, we watch our kids and they don't get to make mistakes. We will stop them before they do it. And I'm like, yeah, no, you don't learn nothing without getting a scar to mark or a tattoo somewhere on you. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems, especially when you talk about the country in general, and it just seems so divided is this generation is probably about the first generation that really hasn't had a major threat to their very existence as Americans. You know, when most of us were growing up, the Cold War was in full force. You never knew where the Russians were going to blow you up. Uh, before that, you had World War II and the Nazis. Before that, you had World War I, and you go right on back. And there was always this threat. If you didn't stay, you might not agree with everything in politics. You might not like the, everything the government does. But at the end of the day, you had to be an American because, it, you know, we had... We had uh, force or we had uh, strength in numbers. And in the last 20 years or so, we, we've had the terrorist problems. But the reality of it is uh, flying planes into buildings really isn't a good invasion plan if you want to take a country over. It, it really screws with people's heads, but you're not going to overthrow a country because of it. And these kids nowadays, they've never really had that threat hanging over their heads that somebody else could come in here and take this away from you. And I think they've been spoiled. 
and they've well, turned into a bunch of brats. A there's lot. There's a lot of to be said to that because I mean they're saying also when when everything's going really well, you have to find little ticky tacky shits to be upset about. Oh yeah, first yeah. world problems. So yeah. so that so that's it. Be, it's, that's how well everything is going in this country right now is that that you have to pick out this little ticky tacky bullshit to protest and complain about because you got nothing else to bitch about. Right. So bringing it back to this representative rush is exactly just that. I mean, he just makes statements and they're they're bold faced lies. No one calls him on it. Nobody in the press walked up and said, back up what you just said. Yeah. What give, are you give talking about? Give us examples. Give me, give me an example where the police department came out or the union came out in a shooting and said, no, it's okay for you to shoot black people in the city or city of Chicago. Okay. When? When did they make that comment? Because that's what he said they said. So when? When he's going to say, well, they didn't actually. No. If you're going to make a comment, back it up. If you're just going to run your mouth then don't even put him on TV because you're just running your mouth. Well, now you go to that part of invading his rights because, remember, we all have the right to say whatever it is I got we no problem want. with that. Don't put him on TV. Oh, we can say whatever we want anymore because nobody is going to ask us to prove what we said. Not anymore yeah. because, I mean, everybody has every right to say and do whatever. That's how come we have all these folks that is running around Claiming to be this, or claiming to be that, and everybody is accepting it anymore. Is that that alphabet soup thing I was talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what you were talking about earlier. I think you're right, Jarvis. As long as you got an opinion that agrees uh, with this type of mindset, I think if you got an opinion that doesn't agree with this more liberal mindset, then you do have to justify about every word out of your mouth. But, no, we just... Yeah, he has the right to feel that way, or he has the right to say that, or if that's what they want to be, then we shouldn't say they can't be that. We have to give them the right to be that. I mean, come on, folks. It's getting ridiculous. With Every time you turn around, there's a new group popping up that, uh, well, my I want to be this today. Uh, no, you were born a male, whether you be white, black, whatever, that's what you were born, a male. And it's time to just look at this person and tell them that's what you are. You're a male. You're a female. Nothing else. You're just that. I'm sorry. And how angry does the Chicago Police Department have to be? I mean, after all this, doing this wonderful investigation, watching their case just get thrown out of court and then get turned around and just get called a bunch of racists. Yeah. <laughs> they should be on, awful mad. On, on the most unbelievably obscene case. And, and I'd like anyway. to know what percentage of the Chicago FOP, I know it would be a considerable percentage, starting with their chief, of course the chief's probably not a member of the FOP, I guess, that are black. I mean, this yeah. guy's not even rational in what he's talking about. He's not like he's talking about uh, – you know, some four-man department in uh, Squirrel Tail, Arizona or something. This is a Chicago Police Department. So that'll uh, do it for this episode of Cop Talk America. You can also follow us on the Twitter and check out. Uh, we're on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel. Thank you for joining us.